and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me, Devin Morrissey. I want to officially welcome you all to episode three, where today I'm going to be talking a little bit about hobbies and interests. Now, every single person out there has to have a hobby or interest or an activity of some sort that they love to do. And with us autistic people, that's absolutely no exception. Now, hobbies for autistic people can honestly range in anything that everyone else does, like Legos, trains, video games, puzzle solving, animals, hiking and walking, swimming, you name it. And over the years, I've had many hobbies and interests and activities that I did growing up. But I've always been curious to hear about what other autistic people like doing. And that's exactly where I am so excited to talk a little bit with my next guest. Now, my next guest has many exciting hobbies that he likes to do. And he likes to showcase what he likes to do to over his 20,000 followers on Instagram. And a little fun fact about our special guest today, he is a main cast member on Netflix's and Northern Pictures' three-time Emmy Award-winning show, Love on the Spectrum U.S. I couldn't be happier to have him on this podcast today. He's truly an awesome person with some amazing interests and hobbies, and I cannot wait to have him on here to speak with all of you about what he likes to do and what kind of got him started in those interests in the first place. In addition, I'm also really looking forward to talking a little bit about his time on Love on a Spectrum and what are some tips and tricks that he would like to give out to all of you single people out there. Please welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, James B. Jones. Hey, James, what's up, man? Yes, good evening to you. How the heck are you? I am doing very, very well, as a matter of fact. Yes, I... Uh, oh, yes, I just got home not too long ago, because, as I've mentioned, I have a long commute for, to and from work, so... I, I know, enough, I know, it's, it's crazy. I had enough time to unpack and have a brief snack, but I'll have to eat a full proper dinner later. I know, I know, because right now it's like 7 o'clock where you are in Boston, right? Uh, that is correct, yes. I, I get out of work at 5, uh, like most people do, but I do have a bit of a long commute, so I, I'd rather not be too... I don't want to be any more specific than that, of course. I want to protect my privacy, but I do have a long commute to and from work. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, well, hey, you know, well, listen, thank you so much for joining on uh, this podcast. As people may not know, I, we're taping an episode of my new podcast that I'm watching called Autistically Unapologetic. You're my second guest, James. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, and for those of you that we're going to be talking a little bit about hobbies and interests, I sent James a couple of questions that, I, that I'm going to have him ask. So James, are you ready to rock and roll on this, buddy? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, how do I look at? How's my picture quality? It's perfectly clear. You look dapper as ever, man. And by the way, before I want to start, James, um, I have a little uh, special introduction for you. Um, so you may not know this, um, but my girlfriend and her best friend are massive fans of the show. Um, my girlfriend Andrea and her best friend Laura, they absolutely love you on the show. So can we just have a quick shout out to Laura and my girlfriend Andrea who are watching oh, this right now? Yes. 
of, of course, just say a, 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 a good, good, good day to you, Andrea, Laura. We hope that you're both having a very nice day. That's awesome. I think that's going to make both of their days. Let me tell you, James. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so, James, I want to start off this conversation by asking, um, when did you first find out that you were autistic, and what was your reaction? Mm, I, I'd say I first was diagnosed with autism or Asperger's syndrome when my age was, I say when I was either 10 or 11, maybe when my age had just barely entered double digits and by pure coincidence, it's also right around the same time that I started wearing glasses as well. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, before that, uh, yes, but, uh, I, um, my parents weren't quite certain what to make of, of my, you know, of my b behavior or my, my person, my own idiosyncrasies or personality quirks, you know. So, of course, being diagnosed with, with, with Asperger's syndrome or autism, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if Asperger's syndrome is still considered a specific form of autism or not, but, but yes, but being diagnosed with that, um, definitely answered a lot of questions. It made, things made a lot more sense after that. Absolutely. And speaking of questions that you might have asked yourself, tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up. When did you start to understand that, okay, maybe I'm autistic, um, up all the way through the time that you were a teenager to the time that you were 18 years old. What was that like uh, growing up? I mean, see, so I, I think my childhood, my childhood was, was quite good. Um, yes, it was, I'd say it was, uh, I, I was very happy and content. I, um, although I will admit I did have trouble making and keeping friends. Uh, so my brother was able to make friends more easy than I was able to. I'm not saying I did not have friends, but it was to be more difficult for you to make friends and also to keep them as well. Mm, yeah. So. And of course, also, my brother and I were the only people in our age and our family. We have cousins around our age, but they live far away. So at family gatherings, my brother and I were typically the only two kids there when we were younger, unfortunately. But, but yeah, but no, uh, but yeah, there wasn't really too much going on. But let me see. At that point in time, so, let me see. I was, I was born in 1987. So oh. at that point in time, society did not have a very strong, a very thorough understanding no. of, of Asperger's syndrome, autism, ADHD, or other forms of neurodiversity. So at that point, so, so there wasn't much help or assistance at that point in time. Yeah. But so yeah, so for grades one through four elementary school, I was in normal or mainstream education. And it, it was good enough for, I guess, for maybe grades one through three, it was, it was pretty good. But in grade four, it was when things start, I, it was when things, I started to notice that things weren't going quite so well. My parents felt that, I, I, I won't go as far as to say I was depressed, but I wasn't quite as happy as I'd been the previous year. So my parents realized something, there was something had to be done. So, yes, I think around that time uh, was when I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, and that was when my parents began to seek out special, uh, special educational program that would be suited for someone such as myself. And so, as I mentioned, at that point in time, society was not, did not have a thorough understanding of neurodiversity, and so there weren't too many programs meant for students such as myself. So I, you know, I certainly don't want to sound as if I'm bragging or or or, or no, trying to. Wait, wait, 
You know, it's like I'm trying to make myself special, but I, I, I believe I'm, I'm one of the earliest students. I, I, at that point in time, I was one of the earliest students to have had to have been to have been a student at a program specifically designed for students with with Asperger's syndrome, autism, or similar conditions. Mm. And you're at least absolutely. That's, that's what I believe. And you're absolutely right. You know, at the time, there wasn't much information in the 90s because we're about six years apart. I was born in 93. You were born in 87, correct? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, absolutely right because at that time, people didn't really know what it was or like what autism is, what ADHD is, and people kind of just saw it as behavioral problems. Now there's much more research into it. You know, people are really getting a better sense of how it works. So I think that you absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. So thank you for sharing a little bit about your yes, thoughts. Yes, of course. The remainder of my school, I see grades five through eight being middle school and grades nine through 12 being high school. I was in a special educational program for, yes, really? for students such as myself. So I, there I made, I made many, that, that that was so beneficial. I'm I'm very glad that I was in that program. If I had not been in that special program, I definitely would not be where I am now. So I met yesterday. They they had the, the curriculum was specifically designed for for stu for neurodiverse students. I I made many friends during the during that time. Some friends I, I am I am no longer in contact with, but man, there are some friends with whom I am still in contact, who I still hang out with regularly. It was great. I, I'm very, very grateful for that time. Mm. And that's the beauty and, as well of having like those friendships. Like you can have so much history with them. And also mm -hmm. the fact that like it goes on for years and years and years after primary school, secondary school is over. And then mm -hmm. what about high school for you? What was that like once you left middle school and entered high school? Oh, it wasn't so bad, I guess. Um, I think... Uh, my school got better as it went along. You know, I would actually say my senior year of high school was probably my best year of, of grades really? one through twelve. Yeah, that was when I was. That's when I, of, of all those years, I felt the most confident, self-assured, and I had I had a pretty good group of friends at that point. And so I'm um, actually, I graduated from high school in 2005. I oh wow, I cannot believe it's been 18 years since I graduated from high school now. Yeah. You're telling me, dude, I like graduated from elementary school the right the same amount of time as you did. Oh wow. So that's such a small world indeed. I I feel really old now. <laughs> oh well yeah, well think about how I feel. Oh exactly, but, exactly. <laughs> well actually back in, in twenty fifteen I found out since the program that I attended was well it's a very small uh, edu was a very small program. They did not do class reunions. So in twenty fifteen I organized my own ten year re reunion because there was no wow. way I was going to let that opportunity pass by. But I don't know if I'm going to do a twenty year reunion or not. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, you did you know, you did a ten year. Let someone else do a twenty right. year reunion, you know, you know, pass the baton, man. <laughs> Indeed. So, absolutely. So, James, some of these episodes like you are on now are actually gonna revolve around hobbies and interests. And honestly, mm. for us autistic people, it's no exception. Now, as many people may already know, or some of you that do not know, you are a classified A expert at Renaissance Fairs. Mm -hmm. Everyone's seeing you Thank down you. every, <laughs> you're so welcome. Everyone has seen, you know, every single thing about Renaissance Fairs, whether it's the type of language, the outfits, the weapons, the logger. <laughs> um, and it's been really cool to see just of how much you actually know about Renaissance Fairs. Um, what first got you started with Renaissance Fairs? 
That is very difficult to say. I've always been fascinated with medieval history. You know, I, and of course, I, I love w watching medieval fantasy movies, reading fantasy books and such, but let me see. Um, of course, obviously, I understand that that actual medieval history was nowhere near as, as lively and vibrant as they show it in the movies. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm sure people had celebrated on occasion and whatnot, but I'm sure that, uh, I, from what I've read, though, the, the actual medieval period, medieval to Middle Ages, were filled with warfare and plagues and pestilence, you know, at least that's, that's what I've read. So, yeah. but I can't remember, I can't remember, I think, I, I, I'm not sure. When I first heard about Cambridge's Fair, but I had heard of it, but the first time I went there, I went there with my family, my parents and brother, I believe, ooh, it was quite a while ago, maybe mm -hmm. we went in 2012, I forget, oh, wow. I forget the first year we went, but I had such an amazingly wonderful time, I, I couldn't believe how much fun I was having, so I knew I had to go back. Just, I've been there many times. Probably been there more times than I can count at this point. But I, I still, I have a good time every time. And I, I slowly, gradually bought all the pieces of my medieval clothing that you see. Oh. I saw. I bought them a little bit at a time, not all at once. I know. I was about to say if you. I was about to say if you bought all of those, it's just one Renaissance fair. I give you. Kudos to that. Oh, no, yeah, I, I spaced it out because I'd rather not say how much I spent on all that, but they were certainly not cheap, but I expect yeah, them to last a lifetime. Mm. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, they're like really precious antiques, man. How could you not keep them around for a lifetime? And mm. I was actually about to ask, how many Renaissance fairs, because I know there's been a lot, how many Renaissance fairs do you think you have attended in your life? Oh, I've been thus far... Mm, I've been to King Richard's Fair numerous times, and I've been to the New York Renaissance Fair just once. That was oh. where Emma and I went for Love on the Spectrum, because King Richard's oh, Fair yeah. would not... That was in New York, wasn't it? Yes, King Richard's Fair would not allow us to film there, but instead, though, they gave me several free tickets, which was nice. Hey, mm. you know, that's good. You know, the fact that they gave you free tickets and you're able to go whenever you please, that's huge. You know, yes. and, and I can completely understand so, because when we shot the show, there were certain places that they couldn't film and that we could film, so we could totally relate to that. <laughs> I understand. Earlier this year, back in, was it July? Well, earlier this year, I was planning to go to Robin Hood's Fair in Connecticut, but the weather ruined my plans that day, and unfortunately, I, I, was, I was not able to reschedule because I was simply too busy all the following weekends for the remainder of the fair's duration, so perhaps next year I will go to Robin Hood's Fair, but... Both Emma and I both wish to return to the New York Renaissance Fair at some point, so maybe next year we could go again. Yeah, mm. and sort of kind of like relive sort of what you guys did yeah. when you went. I mean, that's amazing that you guys are able that wanted to do that. Not, not only that, but like you guys still remain very close friends, um, you yes. and Emma. So shout out to Emma if she's watching. Mm. Um, and just one last question about Renaissance Fairs. So, which of the ones that you've gone to has been your favorite so far? I'll totally take a tie as an answer. <laughs> Ooh, well, I've, I've attended only two Renaissance fairs so far. I did not get a chance to see, we did not have a chance to see the entirety of the New York Renaissance Fair because the film crew was kept, kept rushing us through the fair to, to see certain events. So sadly, I don't really, the only answer I can say is King Richard's Fair, but that may not be a fair answer simply because I, 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 I really didn't have a chance to see too much of the New York Renaissance Fair. Yeah, so the next time that you go to the New York Fair, Take your time. Enjoy. Yes, I intend to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so another fun interest that 
that you have, and if people haven't followed your Instagram that they don't know, is actually the gift of music, and particularly a certain genre, uh, rock and roll. Love mm. rock and roll. Um, what got you interested in music, and particularly rock and roll? Well, I've been fond of music my whole life. My parents, of course, would play me music when I was younger, and I just, uh, I don't know, I've heard to say I, I like music for its for how it makes you feel, for the emotions it yes. inspires in you. I mean, my first exposure to music was classical music. I'm sure it's the case for the majority of people, but Mozart, Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, Chopin, etc. But yes. my parents, my parents showed me showed me the, the original Fantasia movie when I was younger. That was one of my oh, earliest yeah. exposures to music. I love that movie so much. It's still one of my favorites to this day. Still mm. the same here. The yep. same here. It's amazing. Well, let me see. Oh, let's see my parents. So my parents lived their formative years during the '60s. So they were very fond of like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the the door. A lot, a lot. They were so, of course. So they would play mu. They would play off music from their younger days. I started listening to that. Um, let me see. I so yeah, a lot, a lot of that early style rock and roll. I started listening to it. I'm trying to think now. When I first really got. I'm trying to think now. I think I believe it was in high school was when I started listening. It was when I started listening to heavy metal music. Ah, but, yes. but let me see. Okay, since since as I as I mentioned, I was born in 1987, so my high school years were in the early 2000s. So at that point in time, I was just the right age to be the target demographic for a lot of alternative rock or industrial. No, sorry, alternative or industrial. Like let's see. I'm trying to think. Like Disturbed, Godsmack, System of Down, Static. Oh, X, God, Lincoln, I haven't heard them in years. Yeah. Oh, they're still around. But yes, I was right. I was just the right age to be the target audience for some of those bands. I just saw Disturbed this past Friday, actually, You're in crazy. concert, as a matter of fact. You mm. saw Disturbed? Yes, wow. I saw twice now. That was my second time seeing Disturbed. Mm. Wow, you... You already beat me to it twice. I, I gotta go. Oh, I have a list. I've been keeping. A, I've been keeping a list on my computer of all the concerts that I've attended. And I've attended quite a few. Like actually, the most I ever did was like one year. I think it was probably like 2019, just before the pandemic struck. I think I went to six concerts in one year. Actually, six concerts in one year. Holy moly! <laughs> I gotta get on your level, man. I mean, this summer I've been going to so many concerts as well. But at this point, I, I don't. At this point, I think it's a little too late for me to start an Excel sheet. So oh. I give you kudos for getting yes. on that really Thank quickly. you. Oh, actually, wait a minute. There is one other thing. I, I'm going. I'll make an announcement on my Instagram page about this probably soon. But I'm going to be seeing Aerosmith in November. No. Mm. Oh. Yes, really. Wow. Wow. Aerosmith is on their final tour. Well. Okay, so the thing is, though, I, Aerosmith will be performing on New Year's Eve in Boston, but that show sold out so fast I couldn't get a ticket to it. But so, I'm, let's see, I have an uncle who lives in Kansas, and he invited me out to Kansas to see Aerosmith in November. So, yeah, in November, I'm going to see Aerosmith in, in the state of Kansas. So, very excited about that. Mm. That's amazing because I, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but they're on their last tour. Yes, they? exactly. They've been around so, for years. Uh, it's all, I saw Aerosmith once in 2012, mind you, but I would like to see him one more time while I still can. Mm. You definitely got it. It's the end of an era for them. You know, it's amazing how you've been able to see Disturbed. You've been able to see Aerosmith. I mean, I got to oh. catch up on that. <laughs> oh, actually, next year, in next year, 2024, I'm seeing Metallica. Mm. Whoa. Yes. 
but actually, well, the tickets went on sale last year, 2022, so they went on sale two whole years in advance, but I bought the ticket, those tickets, my tickets at the moment it was available, because I knew it would sell quickly, so it's two days, I'm seeing Metallica two to two days, one on a Friday and on a Sunday, so I'm, I'm my ticket paid, I got, I got two, two, two shows for the price of one, basically. You really did, though, you really did, though, because, I mean, Metallica in the world of heavy metal, they're like, Oh yeah, I can't they're way up there. Yeah, you can't miss them. Like you really example, can't though. No, I mean, I had to. I had to pass a few concerts. Like this past Saturday, Ghosts and Amon Marth were playing. But I, 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 I it would have been nice to see them. But I've actually seen both those bands separately, so that's good. Plus, um, Guns N' Roses played the, earlier this week as well. But I saw oh. Guns N' Roses a few years ago, so. Yes, Guns N' Roses are great, but it's not like I have to, but like Metallica's a band you can't miss. Like, so yeah, you, you can't miss them. I so, oh, I, I actually saw Guns N' Roses two years ago at a music oh, festival really? in Napa. Um, they were actually the headliners. So, you you could not miss Slash for a second. The minute you saw him with his hair and that hat and he's already like, oh, you know, Guns N' Roses is about to fall. Oh show. yes, do you know? <laughs> so one more fun interest that I have to bring up, James, it is your style now. I absolutely love your clothes that you have shown on your social media. I have seen you in everything from a fired collared shirt and a psychedelic groovy collared shirt to your electric rainbow collared shirt, all the way to your tie-dye collared mm. shirts. I mean, I tried to put on a little style to match your level. Um, <laughs> but what do you enjoy about wearing these fun clothes that are really uh, I, I, Well, I really, I, I, well, I like the multi-colors, but I really like, uh, they're so expressive. They really help me to express myself. Yes, I, love that. I yeah. What I did is I, I bought the fabric. I bought I purchased the fabric and well the fabric and the buttons at a store, and I bring it to a tailor. Uh, and I have the tailor sew them together for me. Yes, sir. they're not exactly cheap, my you, but the but these are there are no other shirts like them in the world. So these are definitely designer shirts because the, each of those shirts is one of a kind. You really do. I mean, I am completely blown out of my chair right now. I mean, mm. I'm like, I need to find that. I need to find. I need to use your trailer now, Taylor. Now for sure. Mm. Those shirts, ooh, they would be. You know, I mean, what girl wouldn't want you with those right now? Come on. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I say those shirts weren't exactly cheap. I really would rather not say how much I spent on each shirt, but they weren't cheap. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll just keep that <laughs> on mute. <laughs> so, um, James, are there any other interests or hobbies that you wish to share? Because obviously, oh wow, I, I have I have many. I, I couldn't possibly. There's way too. You know, I'm sure we don't have time to go and describe all them in how depth. About, how about one? Well, I don't know. other hobby that you? Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm very fond of board games and card games. I like like Scrabble, the game of life, or Uno. But I also like Magic: oh The God. Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Very fond of both those games. Dude, Dungeons oh, and Dragons are amazing. Yeah. So I haven't played it recently, but I still do love it. And I do play Magic the Gathering quite a bit. Dungeons and Dragons takes S takes so long to play with. Magic yes. the Gathering usually is faster, but mm, oh, I do also like Cards Against Humanity too. Oh so have you ever heard of that one? Cards Against Humanity, how can I not hear of it? Whenever my girlfriend and I have game nights, we we, we always play Uno or Cards Against Humanity. Mm. I you not. It really gets quite hilarious. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
But, oh, I do like outdoor activities as well. I'm very, very fond of physical fitness outdoor. He's like hiking, swimming, mountain climbing, love doing that stuff. Like, yes, like I've, I have climbed the two highest peaks in New England, Mount Washington really? and Mount Adams. Mm. Oh, yes, wow. those are not for the faint of heart. Mm. Yeah, no, you really gotta like, you, you gotta be in great shape to get up the tactics. I have heard that those are steep. Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> those are actually really steep. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I need to visit Boston at some point. That's on my bucket list. Actually, mm. my girlfriend was born in Boston, oh. so I mean, that might need to be something I need to do. So. Oh, how about that? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely be like, hey, you wanna go hiking? I need to, you know, get some stress off off my chest. <laughs> uh, so James, yes, another question that, oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, so James, I wanted to quickly ask before we jump to the whole love on the spectrum stuff. Um, what was your love life like pre lots? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, man. My love life was uh, practically non-existent, I'm sorry to say. Uh, of course, obviously, I met, there There were times where I met women in whom I was interested, but nothing serious ever came of that, unfortunately. But, well, as, I, as you may have heard me mention on the show, there was one woman I met a little while back who I thought for sure was, was the one, was my ideal match, but uh, she was not. I, I really don't want to go too much into the detail, but I met her through an organization, actually, that's specifically dedicated to helping out people with Asperger's syndrome, autism, etc. I, I guess I can mention the name. I'll give them a shout. That organization is called the AANE, Asperger Autism Network. Mm, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wonderful. I made many new friends through them as well. But yeah, so anyways, I said I met up there as a woman I met through one of the, through some of their events who I thought was the one. And we were, we were kind of sort of dating for a little, for a while, like about three years from 2016 to 2019. But ultimately, I was saying the thing is I was ready for things to be really serious between us and she was not. So yeah, yeah that was the end of it. I, as I said, I don't want to go too much into death, but that was, that was the first time ever in my life I experienced heartbreak. It was, it was pretty crushing, pretty emotionally devastating, yeah. but I got over it, of course, because as I said, that was back in, it ended in 2019, so everything's all good. Mm. Yeah, and, and like what you said, sometimes it takes a little bit to move on, especially from heartbreak, because honestly, people may not know this, but in autistic people, heartbreak is just the same as for, for other non-autistic people, so I definitely think that you send a really powerful message. So Love on the Spectrum is an Australian reality TV show that surrounds the lives of autistic individuals as they encounter dating, love, relationships, you name it. Um, now, it premiered on Netflix in November of 2019, and James, did you get a chance to watch the original Love on the Spectrum? And if so, what were your thoughts? I did indeed watch both seasons of the original Australian version. And uh, I enjoyed it. I loved the show. It was great. Because... I could I could absolutely relate to and sympathize with all the participants. I what yes. I, I I went through what they what they went through, yes. So I could definitely see myself in those situations. I, I yeah, I, I really felt for them. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, being able to actually step into there should be like, wow. Um, so after two successful seasons in Australia and a massive audience reaction around the world. Uh, well, or, or around the show, Netflix and Northern Pictures decided to bring Love on the Spectrum to the United States. Um, how are you approached to be on the show? Try to think now. Um, well, actually, a friend of mine informed me. Mm, 
One of my friends informed me about it and it mentioned that there was an announcement about there being an American version. So as soon as I heard there was an American version, I, I, I was I was so I, I, I was excited. I, 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 I knew I had to take action immediately. Yeah, I, I went online. I, I did every I, I looked I did everything I could to find out how to apply to audition for the American version. And I did so. Yeah, I sent in my information. I, I honestly, of course, I don't remember what I, the exact words I said, but I sent in this a brief introduction about myself, include a picture of myself. Yeah, and so yeah, it was pretty cool. But so yeah, they, they contacted me. And just I, I don't remember the exact words. This was a while back, but I had two auditions over Zoom. And then I had a third audition in person at my house. So by the time that happened, I was feeling pretty good. Because, I mean, I figured if, 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 I'm, if I'm all the way up to a third audition and in person, mind you, they must. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking that they were seriously considering me. Because, I mean, they are, they're not going to fly all the way out to where I am from California, wherever they are, just if they're not going to consider me for the show. So I was feeling pretty excited. And, uh, yeah, well, so well, yeah, when they told me that they chose me for the series, I was ecstatic. I was over the moon about it. It. Mm. Well, obviously, they chose you for a very good reason, obviously, because you oh, know, yes. the charm that you have on the show and the way that you are is so amazing. And it's, you know, really, and you have such a positive light and this aura about you that I feel like, in a way, really connects people to mm. you. So, you were chosen mm. by Netflix and Northern Pitch to be on the show. What was that like to have Netflix and Northern Pitch just follow you around as you re entered this world? Mm. Well, let me see. Well, first, I just want to mention that I, I, I asked them, I asked the producers and the film crew how many people auditioned for the series, and they said they had probably several thousand people audition. So the fact that I was one of the six who were chosen is pretty amazing, I must say. It really so is. I, it did feel... A little bit intrusive having the film crew follow me around but that wasn't a huge deal i enjoyed it i i, I really it really wasn't that much of a problem you know uh, see i was 34 at the time when when they were when the filming began for the first season and yeah i mean about if it, if it'd been 10 years earlier i probably couldn't have handled it i probably wouldn't have wouldn't have had the level of confidence and self-assuredness i have now at that point in time i could handle it so yeah i mean it, it, it was maybe just a little bit intrusive but not too bad i handled it i, I actually had to admit i kind of enjoy it. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of missing it now, you know, I, uh, I, know. So. I know, it's so weird because it's like, you know, you were doing this for quite so long and then to have a premiere, you're just like, whoa. Um, but honestly, like, I can absolutely understand It's like, when you have cameras in your face, and considering that I was only on one episode of the show, I was a main, I was a supporting cast member, but to have that like uh, many people, cameras and lights in your face, and you're being open and honest. It's not an easy thing to do, and it's actually very scary. But honestly, I think that you and the entire main cast have handled it so amazingly with grace and class and a whole lot of fun, too. Um, yes. You have an outstanding group of friends and family that have been mm -hmm. supportive of your journey every step of the way. What were some pieces of advice that they gave you that were not seen on the show? Mm, I'm trying to think about that now. I suppose, I mean, you know, I'm having difficulty. I'm having difficulty recalling their exact words, but mm, 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 I imagine they they probably said things like just just be yourself or 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 go for it or just to, to relax. Don't don't feel too nervous. You know, I'm, I imagine fairly standard advice of that nature. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it's the same thing that I told Danny when she was going. I'm like, just be yourself. Don't mm. lose sight of what's important. It's just a TV show at the end of the day. People can think what they're going to think. Um, and speaking of your fellow cast members, um, I wanted to uh, hear your thoughts on some of the other main cast members like yourself. Yes. So starting with Mr. Steve from San Francisco. Mm. What are your thoughts on Steve? Okay, well... Oh, first, I do wish to mention that I, thus far I have not yet met any of the other cast members from from the American version or from any version. So I do hope to meet them at some point. That would be very nice. But as for Steve, you know, I really like the fact they had someone of C's age on the show. It's like they said he was sixty three. So I, I like that because it shows that even even if you're a bit further up in age, you can still be looking for love, and hopefully you can still find love. Yeah. I really liked it. I think he's wonderful. He's he he he, he seemed like such a very nice, uh, very, such a very nice guy. And I I, I think he, I really liked his story. Absolutely. And you bring up something very valid too. Is that like you're never too old to find love. It's never too late. Um, Miss Kaylin from South Carolina. We Actually, not too long ago, Kaylin was in Boston. She sent me a message to ask Wait, if I want to meet her. But uh, yes, really. There, there's a video of it on her on her Instagram profile, but the thing is, though, I didn't see her message in time, so I, I, I missed the opportunity to meet her in person. I'm very, very disappointed that I missed the opportunity, because so, I do not log into my Instagram account every day. I just, I'm too busy to log in every day, but I do check my email multiple times per day. That, obviously, I've been doing for years now, so actually, you know, I probably should, maybe I should give Kaylin my email address and have her contact me through email next time she's in the area or something, but I have no idea when I'll be down that area and where she lives, but I do like the fact that Kaylin has been has been advocating for for people with autism yeah. or similar conditions yeah. for a long time. That's wonderful. I think it's I think it's it's great that she's doing that. I I, I always make sure. Uh, of course, I'm following her on Instagram, so I always make sure that I comment on her videos and and just praise her for what she is doing. Mm. Absolutely, and what. Kaylin has done is absolutely outstanding because she, she everything that she says is so accurate. It's almost like a light bulb goes off your head. You're just like, wow, I would have never thought of that until she brings it up. So it's absolutely she's always hand, she's always hands down with things that she says is amazing. Right. Um, from my home state of California, Mr. Sabote. Oh no, Subot is wonderful. I think he's such a nice guy. I, I, I really, I, I, his, his story. I, I really felt for him. His family is wonderful. Like that, you could tell how much that you could tell that you could just see that, that, that how strong a bond they have. They love him and he loves them. And yeah, you could, you could, I could definitely tell that they were very happy for him. And I, I felt, I absolutely felt, I, I, I was, I was totally, uh, I, I absolutely was so happy that that he and Rachel found each other. But then, however. Um, oh, well, there was an announcement of Subod, or maybe his family posted an announcement on his Instagram profile saying that Subod and Rachel are no longer in a relationship. They're still friends, just not romantically involved. So, oh, I, I really felt so sad. My heart went out to him when when I when I heard when I heard about that news. So obviously, I hope I'm, I hope he's still looking. I, I he's he's such a wonderful guy, and he absolutely deserves to have someone who 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 loves him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I've had the opportunity to hang out with Sabota and his family quite a few times. Oh, good. Air, and everything that you see 
on TV is exactly Sabonis family in real life. They are mm -hmm. the sweetest people, um, and they throw some of the best parties, I have to say. Wow, that's pretty nice. <laughs> um, we got Miss Abby Romero. What do we think of Abby? Oh, oh yes, no, Abby was quite nice also. You know, I have to admit that whoever chose the people, whoever chose the cast for this season did an amazing job with their choices, because Abby is quite, I know, I, no, I, I I'm, Sorry, Abby was excellent also. I, I think the, the fact that she... Wait, it, it's her... It's Dave or David, David right? Her, yeah, her boyfriend? David, okay. David. That's right, I couldn't remember what it was. But the fact that two of them found each other is wonderful. And actually, you know, I think she's the only person from this season who actually found lasting love. Well, I mean, Subod, Subod and Rachel were together for a short while, but, yeah, but oh, but, but no, I'm, I'm so happy. Yes, a Abby and David are, are so wonderful together. I think they're, they're, they're an absolutely lovely, wonderful couple. I'm so glad that they're, they're still doing well after all this time. Yes. Abby and David are hashtag couple goals, aside from myself and my girlfriend. Um, I've had the opportunity to hang out with David and Abby a few times as well. I actually met them at a Netflix networking event back in September. Oh, wow. And they were, they are the sweetest couple. They have the sweetest families. And you can tell that there's so much love in the air between the two of them. Right. It is absolutely contagious. And finally, we got one of my best friends, Miss Danny Bowman. What do we think of Danny? Oh, I, I, I think that uh, she, she's very passionate about what she does. The fact that she started her own business at age 14 is remarkably impressive. And I do also greatly admire her, her devotion, her, her passion for, and her devotion to animation. I'm quite fond of animation myself, actually. So, yes, I think it's, it's absolutely wonderful what she's doing. She has her own academy where she's helping, to help, uh, she's helping other people to discover a love for animation. And that's absolutely amazing. And so I, I'm not sure I've actually seen any of what any of the of the products products they have produced. But I'm sure that if if, if her students are as devoted as she is, they their products must be wonderful. So hey, hey her hair her, her animation shorts all all over YouTube, and they're all over. You definitely should check them out. And hey, okay. she's always you know, she's always admit. down to take. Her, she's all. I mean. She also offers free trial classes, so if you want to take one, you don't oh, should. Oh, I, I've never really been skilled at drawing. I love writing. I love to write poetry and stuff, but I'm not so sure how I am at drawing, but oh, I love to alter my voice, you know. I have to imagine that being at Danny's in animation, she, she must have at least some knowledge of voice acting, you know. I, I'd love to she be does. a voice actor. I, mean, I know that's a pretty tough field to break into and it's not always reliable, so I don't know, but as I said, I'm sure some people have seen some of the videos I've posted on my Instagram account where I, you, where I alter my voice on occasion. Yes, mm. you definitely do, and I can definitely see that voice acting in you, and I definitely think that you should pursue it, you know? Mm. Hit Danny up if she does another short, be like, hey, can I be a voice actor on your shorts? I know she'd be definitely down for it. Oh, wow, that's quite that's, quite, that's very nice mm. so my next question james is what was your favorite part about shooting season one of love on the spectrum US? wow that is a very difficult decision i must say it's very hard to say <laughs> because I, I, I it was such a fun wonderful time i had i had a great time filming for the series so i guess the, the perhaps the mm, 
perhaps the most wonderful thing was being able to go to different places. Like, I mean, I mean so yeah, I basically, mm, I, I, it was pretty cool. I, I mean, the, the crew paid for everything, so I basically, they, they were basically, they were basically my entourage. I, I was in, I, I don't want to say I was in total control, but they were basically, they were basically giving me free passage to all sorts of stuff because they, they paid for the dinner on my, my, my first day with Emma. They, 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 they paid for me to go out to the Renaissance Fair too. So that was pretty impressive, actually. So yeah, and uh, you, you may have noticed I had my hair dyed as well. They paid yes. for that too. So yeah, I, I'm not know. sure if I should I, be. I'm still trying to figure out how you keep up with how how you maintain that hair so wonderfully because oh, I had well, it's not it's, it's here, not easy, so. but uh, I, I'm very. You can probably <laughs> tell that I'm very fond of my hair. So I put a lot of effort. I brush it multiple times per day. So yeah, and I, I probably, I'll probably need to dye it. Whatever if it starts growing back out to its natural color, I I'll probably diet again but, but actually i'm not sure if i should have been saying that out loud that 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 the film crew paid for everything but i don't see what harry could do to say that and mm. ah you know what you know what it, it, it it's all good <laughs> so james love on the spectrum us premiered in may 2022 mm. to a massive audience reaction it was actually in the top 10 most watched netflix television shows for several weeks around the world what was your reaction to the success of the U.S. version of Love on Spectrum? I was definitely quite surprised, but pleasantly so. I was very pleased to see how popular the series was. And actually, so before the show premiered, I had virtually no social media presence whatsoever. I have an account on LinkedIn that I've had for many years, but other than that, I, I basically didn't post or participate in any social media at all because I, I simply never felt the need to do so. But we, we, of course... We, we, I heard though within within the first week I, I made my Instagram account about a week after the show premiered because I'd been hearing apparently some of the some of the other participants gained many many new followers so yeah as soon as I realized that I this was this I realized this could be a big opportunity for me I could meet new people who knows what could happen so yeah I made my Instagram account it didn't take me very long to get ten thousand followers actually so I, I'm now up to twenty five thousand followers yes. right now so that's pretty impressive. But, I yeah, I'm, it's, it's wonderful. I yes. must say, making this account Instagram was definitely a wonderful thing. So I've made, I've met so many new people. I've made some new friends with whom I hang out on occasion. Let me see. So some people, since I'm so fond of music, I've been talking about my love of music. Several people have sent me CDs of their own, of their own local bands. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I guess I. Well, I guess I could. I could give a shout to some of their names, but like some of the bands who who some of the people whose band some of the band CDs I have. Let me see. I'll give a shout. There's let's see a band called Dark Divinity, a band called Into Orbit, a band called Chins Mojo, and a band called Gaunt. Yeah. So wow. those are some of the people. Those are some of the bands I discovered through through Insta Instagram. Yeah, they're they're all pretty impressive bands. I must say, G great stuff. And let's see some. Someone, someone sent me a scented candle. Someone sent someone me homemade sent soap. Scented candle? Yeah. Wow. Seriously, a soap. Somebody <laughs> sent me homemade soap. Someone sent me a bracelet. Someone sent me a weighted blanket also. Isn't that something? Wow. Wow. Mm. I oh, mean, people oh, yes. are just sending you gifts all over. I love yes. it. Yes. Oh, no, no. So you, may have, you may have seen that.
I've been doing product endorsement videos and nobody's paying me to do those. I'm doing those out of pure fun and love for the products. I'm just doing it out of my own enjoyment. Plus, so when I did a promotional video for Jones Soda, they sent me a free 12 pack. So, not mad. I mean, nobody's paid me yet, but hey, that's not too bad. I can get a free 12 pack. It's fine. But, and actually, when I did a promotion for Teddy Peanut Butter, and they, they acted like they were going to, I thought they were going to send me a free, some free stuff, but they never ah. did. But no, big deal i still did all the sheer fun of it you know so yeah, yeah so that's bad. And, you yeah. know totally doing it and totally doing it for the fun of it is what's so important as well mm. and actually speaking of fans as one of the main cast members you have been easily recognizable from the show oh yes what has been one of your favorite fan reactions because i know there's very a lot yes that's very <laughs> people are still recognizing me even now so long after the show premiered For but let me see <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know if I could choose any one particular interaction with the fans, but well, last year when I went to King Richard's Fair, I met I met some people who are now per, now permanent members of my fan group, so, uh, I mean, my friend group, my friend group, so that's not bad, but it's hard to say, no, I, I always enjoy interacting with the fans, so, so sometimes, like, if I go out to a big event, sometimes I'll think to myself, well, so, how many people will recognize me today, you know, so, like, when I, when I went to, when I went to, I went to Com I went to Wicked Comic Con earlier this year. I went to Nineties oh, Con, yeah. and at both events, people recognized me. Plus, I went to a Hot Sauce Festival, and people recognized me at that event as oh, well. Yeah, you've been all over the place too. Everywhere I mm. on your social media, now, I just see you going everywhere, and I'm just like, mm. oh, he's gonna get recognized everywhere he goes. Now I love mm. it. Um, so for all of us who are on Love on the who are so for all of us who are on Love on the Spectrum US, whether a main cast member like you or a supporting cast member like myself, um, in, in, here in both the US and Australia, there's no denying that this show has changed all of our lives in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Um, how has Love on the Spectrum changed your life, and how has the show affected you personally? That's true. Wow, that's a good question, but I would say it has changed my my life for the better. My life has definitely improved. As I said, I've met so many new people. I've really expanded my social circle, my group of friends, actually. And, um, yeah, that's not, not too bad. And actually, as a matter of fact... Let me see now. Um, someone, one of the, um, among, uh, you, as I said, many people reached out to me to Instagram, but yes. so, my goodness, you probably don't want to say too much, but so yeah, a, a woman reached out to me to Instagram and um, things are going pretty well with her and I right now, actually. Um, wow. Yes, yeah, I know. It's, it's still. Uh, are you making uh, yeah. a podcast announcement that you're seeing someone? Oh, I suppose you could possibly say, I mean, I, I, oh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, I, I it's a, it might be a bit early yet to, to be, be certain, but no, as I said, I, we really enjoy hanging out with each other, we really enjoy being in each other's company, so, yeah, that's not too bad, actually. Mm, mm. That's amazing, James, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. You know, and sometimes it's not all about jumping into it right away. It's about taking your time. Yeah. And if you really love someone wholeheartedly, you know, don't rush things. You know, no, of course where not. things go. Right. That's where the I think the best relationships honestly go is when you just yeah. enjoy the person that you're with and you really can make an impact on that. I yeah. think what you're doing right That's... now, and I couldn't be more happier for you. I really yes. can't be more Thank happier. Thank you very much. You know, you've worked so hard and you've been through so much. And to see Definitely. you now finding love 
again, I think it's so exciting. Um, so what are your plans now? Are, do you have any other Renaissance fairs you're about to attend? Do you have any public appearances you're about to make? What's going to happen in the world of James? <laughs> well, I, am, I, I do believe I will be going to King Richard's Fair again this year. because wow. of, Partially because, let me see, that... Was it? I I still want to buy some more stuff. Like, uh, so I already I have a long sword, a short sword, and a dagger. Like I said, I would, but I want to get a Japanese style katana next. And the the blacksmiths do sell those because I have a katana on my wall now. But it's a cheap, it's a cheap prop that I bought for twenty dollars from a magazine. But I want to get a high quality, uh, fully functional one. Mm. You so, definitely yeah. should. You definitely should. <laughs> yes, so it's not bad, but let me see what else is going on. Um, uh, I don't think there are any more, like, conventions coming up, but, ooh, actually, apart from, here's the show, oh, wait a minute, at some point, I don't, I don't know the exact day, I'll probably make an announcement, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to be going to an arcade, there's a, there's a, oh, I'm not sure if I should say, well, Actually, you know, I've already said, oh, yeah, well, there's a, there's a video game arcade called Free Play, ooh. they have two locations, I guess I can mention the, the locations like they have one location Worc Worcester, Mass. One location Providence, Rhode Island, and they're awesome. So I always alternate. Nice. A few months ago, I w a few months ago, I went to the Worcester location. So that means I'm going to go into the Providence location. So yeah, I'll be going to that arcade. And I do I have anything else? Oh yes, mm, there's a barbecue fest coming up at Mount Wachusett Ooh. in Princeton, Mass. That where that I'll be attending sometime soon. I think that's Saturday, September 16th. So wow. mm, yes, I'm going to that so i'm pretty excited about that but and i imagine i'll probably be going to some haunted house type places in october for halloween mind oh, you oh yeah hmm. halloween is coming up that means bring on the spooky <laughs> oh yes i love halloween oh, mm. my gosh no yes, halloween but, now oh yeah and then i forgot you're going to aerosmith so anyone yes. that's going to see aerosmith in kansas Look for James. <laughs> yes, yes. But, so, although I'm not sure, I'm trying to think, because when I go to some of these conventions, it's easy to spend large amounts of money very quickly. So, I'm not yeah. sure. I, I might be taking a break from going to any sort of conventions for a while, only because, just simply because of how much money I would spend at them. But, I'll have to see, though, because, you know, Emma said that she definitely would like to check out 90s cons. So, I'm trying to think, because last year I went to Wicked, Co Wicked Comic Con's first ever event. This year I went to Wicked Comic Con and 90s con yeah, that was their second thing so but apparently wicked con con 90s con started at the same time but last year i went to the first ever new england hot sauce festival this year which the second new england hot sauce festival so that's a lot of conventions and festivals and events you know so i don't know i'll have to give it some thought because i'm trying to i need to be careful about how much money i spend Mm. I know, and money unfortunately doesn't grow on trees as much as No, money. certainly not. But, oh, yeah, and actually, oh, one of our big things I'm searching for a house right now. That's probably my big thing right oh, now. So, yay. yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's not easy, unfortunately. So my plan had been to move into my grandmother's house after she died, but unfortunately, there was just too much work to do in the house that I could not have afforded. So, so yeah, we sold her house, and with the money I got from selling her house, I'm going to be looking for my own place. Um, it's, yeah. it's not. It's, it's not easy. Houses are expensive, and I've been looking around. So I'm, I got. I'm sure I'll find a place eventually because you know I can't live with my parents forever. I mean, my parents are are getting old, getting older, and yeah. they they deserve to have have the have some time to themselves. It's yeah. not fair to my parents that I'm still living with them after all this time. I know, and honestly, mm. with and honestly, James, at the right time, you'll definitely find your own place. Yes, I do I hope. 
so. I moved out literally right when I was like done with high school. I moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles, and I'm now living in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment here in oh. literally downtown Los Angeles. So you can imagine, you're like, okay, autistic person living in downtown. That's some gossip in a nutshell. <laughs> so James, Love on the Spectrum US is now being renewed for season two, as we yes. know. Um, what are some tips or pieces of advice that you wish to offer to the new cast members that are gonna be featured this season on Love on the Spectrum US? Let me see, well, let me see. Uh, I will say uh, it, it, it may possibly feel intrusive at times, but, but, but it, not too bad. The, the film crew are, are all, they're all wonderful, very nice, people and yes they they pretty much give you free reign they, they they do prompt you to say certain things on occasion but other than that you can basically say and do practically anything you want and yes and it's so yeah you just just be yourself I, I absolutely i would say be yourself because that's what they want to see that's a, that's what made the, the previous seasons so wonderful is that the cast members were being themselves there was no script it's not like some reality tv series uh, are not entirely realistic they specifically yep. they specifically um exaggerate this or, or they specifically do certain things just yep. to they stir up they cause drama just for the viewers it's, yep, it's just, horrible what they do so so yes, I won't, I won't, I won't, I will not say the names of any particular reality yeah. TV series, but no, what they do, <laughs> it's, it's very sad, it's very, very, it's very unfortunate what they do, so this show was very different, this was completely unscripted, and they, they didn't, they didn't exaggerate anything or force people to behave in a certain way, so yeah. that's wonderful, so no, I'm certain that anyone else who, who, who joins the show will, will have a wonderful time, although, I did notice I seemed very tense on edge for many of my scenes, but that's because at that point in time, I didn't have a lot of experience being filmed, but yeah. you may have noticed on all my videos on Instagram, I feel, I seem much more relaxed and at ease because I've had more practice doing it. Yeah, mm. and, you, and it definitely shows. You've, I think that for everyone that's watching right now, I can say that you've done an outstanding job, whether it's on your Instagram or even whether it's on Love on the Spectrum, because when you're being shot for a show like that, it can be very nerve-wracking. Therefore, that's why sometimes we can be a little bit tense on camera. Like, mm -hmm. when I shot my scene, I was really, <gasps> like, I was oh. you know, like, like, don't, you know, don't say anything dumb. And if you're going to say something, think before you say it. So, you know, mm -hmm. but also to just, like, the crew that we've had the chance to work with have been incredibly supportive since they want. And they really want, you know, at the end of the day, for everyone to find love. That's what the show is all about. And I think Absolutely. that... That's what is so important. So my last question for you, James, is what would you like to say to all the fans from all around the world that have been watching your journey unfold within this past year and that have been rooting you on and cheering you on every That is a very play? difficult question, I must say. I need you to have some thought, but I would like I guess I would like to say I would like to thank everyone who has followed me all this time from the beginning. It's it's what uh, your your support is absolutely wonderful. I I really enjoy. It. I'm so glad that uh, that you that you are you are enjoying following me and, and I it's, it's been wonderful to meet so many new people without a question. And yes, so yeah, definitely thank you very much for following me. Absolutely. Yes. Well, listen, uh, well, listen, James, you have been. An absolute delight to have on my podcast. Yes, thank you. I absolutely enjoy having you. Please don't ever be a stranger to come on and talk about other interests and hobbies. I oh, think what great. I need to do is do an entire music episode about 
you know, doing a music episode. And I think that you should definitely um, be a guest or a panelist for that. Well, and that for those of you that have not something. followed, yes. And for those of you that have not followed James on Instagram or any of his other social media, do it now. I promise you, you yeah. are going to be in for quite a good time. And if you like what you hear on this episode, make sure to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, mm -hmm. or you can even see the full episode length on YouTube. Make okay. sure to like, comment, and subscribe to both. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Autistically Unapologetic. I am Devin Morrissey, and we will see you next time on Autistically Unapologetic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.